Hello, and welcome back to Wherever with Tan. As always, wherever, whatever, with whoever is what fashion is today. So join me as I venture into the unforgiving and ever-changing world that is fashion. I'm Tan, and today we're going to be talking about the year 2001. And we're going to be talking about the low-rise jeans and the denim and the hats and everything, the fedoras that came in, and they definitely should have gone down with the Titanic. Um, I'm super excited, but it's really, really cold in Melbourne today, so I'm just going to go get a cup of cup of joe, a warm cup of joe, and then we'll dig in, get excited, because I'm so excited. There's so much I want to talk about. Eek! Okay, I'm back with my cup of joe. I'm actually hugging the cup so severely. It's so cold today in Melbourne. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, that's fine. So I'm really excited to talk about today because what I think I'm going to try and do is in every year that I talk about, I'll, you know, bring in a designer or just talk a little bit more about one particular designer. Um, and today I've kind of gotten caught between two, Givenchy and Valentino, Mason Valentino. But anyway... That's fine. We're going to figure it out. Again, as always, we're going to start talking about materials that came up. Um, and again, there's a lot of leather and denim, although it's not as much. I think if you look at that photo, yes, my Insta photos are up. I do have some. And I have a really fun little thing at the bottom, uh, my last photo. But I'll talk about that anyway. I'm getting far too ahead of myself. So, what we can talk about first... I think, would be kind of the patchwork. I think that picture I posted with Christian Dior and that patchwork. Sorry, I'm just throwing my scarf over my neck. It's so cold. Anyway, you can see patchwork in some... It's in a way that it's like patchy patchwork on the skirt. You can see that. Um, and And the bag, which is a great bag. I'd love to have that bag now. So do look at that Christian Dior, that picture I'm talking about. It's great, but it's patchy. You've got, you know, the white, and then you've got the quilted part of it, and then the beige part that's, I think, suede, and then you've got that tealy kind of part. I don't know. I'm quite severely colorblind, so if I ever say something's a color that's not the right color, just ignore me or yell at me. I don't mind. Anyway. And then you get these this top, and that's a, actually a jacket, a zip-up jacket over a white kind of tank top thing. Um, but that's in, like, a really kind of spastic baroque kind of design um which is kind of exciting um but also a lot to look at and I think that whole outfit's a lot and you've got the fishnets underneath it it's like okay a lot a lot a lot a lot but that actually there's a part of that that kind of reminds me of Asai from 2020-2019 um if you look at that that's like quite extravagant like that two big big patterns um you do kind of get those newspaper patterns come through in 2001, which are exactly the same as Versace of 2019. And that's from Christian Dior. Again, at this time, Christian Dior still being done by um, Jean Galliano. So still nuts, still lots of fun. I love watching a Christian Dior runway just because at the end, John Galliano comes out strutting down the runway like he's a supermodel. I love him to death. Anyway, what also pops up again, you get a lot of frills and silks and chiffons, um, which is kind of fun. Um, frills are really coming through. I feel like Kawakubo for Comde was really the queen of frills. Um, and she really did influence a lot of designers. And I will talk about that because I think, I think Givenchy, the collection Givenchy did was really, um, brilliant and key 
if I was to look back at 2001 and go, what was 2001? Givenchy has elements from so many designers. And I think that's where I would start my discussion. Um, but I'm not doing that with you guys today. You're too good. Um, you also see in that photo, I don't know if you can see in that photo, but she's wearing, um, for Christian Dior, she's wearing these brown boots with the harness and those harness look straight out of um, Yves Saint Laurent and it looks exactly like it. I love it. I mean, these are a bit more heeled and not so Cuban heeled, but it's really, really similar to Yves. Um, oh, what we should bring up is punk rock was this huge part of 2000s. I think it was kind of, it kind of followed through until close to 2010. Um, that decade was all kind of punk rock. Um, but it was a massive part of pop culture and you get those like really great songs coming through and artwork was crazy and everything was really, um, the forefront of hip hop, pop, till you drop kind of streetwear. And that's really come through in a lot of um, the brands. And I think um, John Galliano really does create streetwear runway wear. It's kind of bizarre, but anyway, it, it really is indicative of what was happening at the time. Um, you see a lot of vinyl come through um, and knitwear dressed up um, as hip hop. So you've got these kind of weird um, crochet hip hop hoodies that zip up and all that kind of stuff was it's it's, it is wacky to look at and hip-hop kind of knitwear skirts and yeah I love it it's very grunge I think grunge is a good word to use um although I think grunge can be a little bit darker this was still quite bright um but you could definitely see these models walking down the runway um in their chokers and um spastic baroque with like you know a boom radio system on their shoulders or something like that anyway um you do kind of see your gunses come through um, and in patterns as well and, in, and a lot of stockings and stuff like that um, and fishnets, of course. Um, and metallic style of vinyl. There was this piece of... Um, they were like kind of like tracksuit pants, um, but they were low crotch and women's. And it was in like a vinyl, but it had that really metallic look to it, which is really fun, um, but no. Um, oh, of course we have to talk about um, camo. Now, Comme des Garçons, in that picture I posted on Comme des Garçons, you can actually see it um, both on the hat. I mean, I don't know if you can see the hat in the picture. I'm just trying to think. Anyway, um, but you can see it on the woman behind the model walking towards us and the woman in front. There's a slight detailing of camo at the bottom, right above the polka dot, but below the black sheer. Um, and then in the back photo, you can see the camo being put on the vinyl. I love that vinyl jacket. I love that mafia collar. And then that checkered vinyl and those shoes she was wearing with it you can't see in that photo but are checkered black and white shoes too um in leather um but this camo was really coming up and now i think camo originally wasn't played with too much it was always in his army wear and of course designers did army wear um but the way they were adding these stripes of like polka dots with camo and camo on top of this kind of baroque kind of style really made grunge like i think i think um Koa Kubo was really, her runway was grunge, grunge, grunge. And I loved it. I think it's really, really interesting. But camo did pop up. I'm, I'm not a fan of camo personally. I think, oh, like last year and the year before, like all that festival wear people were wearing were the camo um, cargo pants. I mean, I was wearing them too. It's on my Instagram somewhere. But anyway, um, they were like a fun little thing, but I think they're dead. And I think we should leave them where they were. I don't think we need to bring them back. Um, Anyway, whatever. Um, yeah, so again, lots of this check-in. And check-in came through a lot for Comme des Garçons um, in shoes and tops and pants and skirts and um, little 
gilets and um everything really it was it, it was really exciting i liked it and it wasn't just check it it was elongated check it and then check it that went into spirals and she had a lot of fun with it i think kawakubo would have really enjoyed making that um especially who doesn't love a vinyl jacket and i mean vinyl jackets are still being made today all the time you've got zara making them two years ago with a plaid in gray and anyway and they were nice jackets by the way but they just were too long and i i've got a shorter toast torso i'm a short person so i can't wear mid-length jackets i have to wear either a short jacket and then a long coat or something like that anyway it was just an awful length and i wish i could have rocked it but i just couldn't um you get a lot of thick wools um and soft taffeta and tulle in textured pieces and and strong patterns in comme des garçons you get a lot of really strong patterns and thick wool pants and um chunky pinstripe but it wasn't pinstripe it was kind of um who did it i think it could have been acne someone did it last year and it was really interesting oh, it's not acne i can't remember anyway if it comes to me i'll let you guys know um but it was having the stitching marks still in the wear so where the couturier was going okay this is where it needs to be tailored da, 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 da. those big chunky stitches were still in it and kawakubo put them in too um which i think of course like like frills and like fraying and stuff is punk rock it's being destructive and that's what they were doing um yes yeah, so we had like big leather jackets that came really open and um and come there like massive jackets that fall open and we really flow behind um and that pattern kind of that checkered pattern kind of flowed into the hound's tooth um that we see in dolce gabbana um and now i do have a picture of that on there too you can see it this woman wearing it looks like i would say a polyester blend jumpsuit um with that wonderful leather corset and then that hound's tooth jacket over the top and now that top uh i don't know if you can see it but that she's wearing one of those hats again that have come through today and a lot of girls are wearing nice to festivals and stuff i love a houndstooth i think if i could get a houndstooth i mean if i could get a houndstooth jacket and a boucle jacket i would i think it's less common in men's fashion um which is a shame because it's a beautiful beautiful pattern um and i i would love to have some in my wardrobe i think the problem is like obviously i could go and buy a woman's houndstooth jacket but the thing is when i am I, if i'm to buy a woman's cloak like woman's clothing which i still do um it's not cut for me so it won't necessarily complement my figure as a man which is unfortunate and i think some people like that i i i think i know a couple models and um you know influencers who like that idea of a man in a woman's top in that way that it doesn't quite fit the structure of a man's body but it does give a different silhouette anyway i think that's up to debate as well so we get a lot of collie, um, collie, polyester and cotton mix um, in high neck dresses and jumpsuits from Dolce Gabbana. Um, they loved a good deep, deep V. Um, and this, mind you, 2001 was one of Dolce Gabbana's like, first big collections. Um, so they were really testing a lot of things. Um, I, I did write down in the notes, I said um, Dolce Gabbana was very Karen Walker-esque. Um, Karen Walker is in from Will and Grace, who is such a vibe. Oh, my God. Um, and I said in the way that pencil skirts and leopard prints and black boob tubes are all being played. Um, you do also get, um, if anyone knows Essential Antwerp, great, um, English brand, but Essential Antwerp vibes in these big jackets and, and gilets with massive buckles and belts. Um, some of these belts in Dolce Gabbana weren't necessarily, um, 
in the right place, but that's because I think they were still going through this whole like low waisted vibe. Um, low waisted wasn't too much in 2001. There were skirts, but not too many pants. Um, it was a little bit more um, subtle and I, I actually enjoyed it more. I just think, you know, low waisted can really be a big problem. Um, you do get this, um, there's this gold sequin dress um, with Dolce Gabbana that I think is kind of Versace almost. It's a, a little mini dress, you know, spaghetti straps. And I just thought, mm, I, Donatella would do something very similar. Um, yeah, you get a lot of punk rock masculine suits and cuts um, from Dolce Gabbana and leather singlets and hardcore lace and sheer. Um, lace, I think, is quite hard, but Dolce Gabbana was doing these extravagant lace jumpsuits and stuff like that which is like kind of funky and I enjoyed it I mean it's not something you'd see today and it kind of reminded me of Harry Styles on the Met Gala um with Alessandro Michel but a little bit more extreme I think his was a little bit more tame um I do want to talk about that picture I posted of the Dolce Gabbana suit um it's a pink suit and it I want to talk about it because it's very very similar to something you'd see today um, on a runway or something you'd see a girl wearing today to a formal or a deb. Um, obviously not a deb as in being one of the deb dancers, but wearing it to a, like a red carpet event. Um, the mafia lapel, a common thing nowadays, um, that's quite a large one, but again, you could see it. The bralette under the um, jacket, always. You see that all the time. Girls love to wear a bralette under a blazer. But the shape of the jacket is really similar to what we do today really cinched at the waist and then surrounding the bottom and the hips. And then I think those skinny pants are actually quite um, unique with Dotto Gabbana. A lot of people are doing slim cut um, and cigarette kind of pants, but not skin tight. So when I look at that suit, I just really do see today in that wear, um, which is really interesting. And I think if you're to look at it or you're looking along with me, you'll see what I mean. It's very much um, very similar. Um, you do get as well in some of Dolce Gabbana in the winter wear, um, military jackets in cotton and with metal detailing and huge white fur. You get this extravagant, out of nowhere, massive white fur coat, which I would love to have also. Um, but I think that's, that's kind of the whole grunge punk rock vibe is very much to have mix and match and chunky and not chunky and suddenly a burst of color or a burst of fur in this case, um, which is kind of fun. Um, but anyway, um, there is a couple pieces of knitwear from Dolce Gabbana that kind of remind me of Pringle of Scotland in, you know, big chunky knitwear. Um, Pringle of Scotland's excellent with knitwear and stuff like that. Very interesting brand, I think. Um, you also see the pop-up of Canary Yellow on a black model um, and pinks and knitwear skirts, um, while punk tulle, so a really rough tulle pops up, like something from Kawakubo. And that's what I mean by um, chunky chill, lots of it and scrunched up and frills and stuff like that. Um, now I'm going to move on a little bit from materials to Givenchy um, and Valentino. There's a lot to say about Givenchy because Givenchy at this time was being, the couturier was Alexander McQueen um, and he is, uh, we all know Alexander McQueen is a brilliant, brilliant couturier and designer. He is well known for his extravagant clothing. And I think what Givenchy was for Alexander McQueen was, everyone knows Alexander McQueen, the brand can be huge and you have those big dragon heels and everything like that. Givenchy was the street and chic wear of Alexander McQueen. And I think 
as a designer at the time, Alexander McQueen was such a god that for designers who were always, you know, prior to always making chic, to see Alexander McQueen go into such a beautiful chic wear, it would have been daunting and it would have been scary because this collection from 2001 almost blew my breath away. It was stunning. So many beautiful, beautiful pieces and patterns and colours and materials. Um, that white dress, oh, it's a white pinky dress um, that I've put on Instagram. I have no idea what that material is. To me, it looks like, um, I mean, the top to me almost could be a shredded linen, um, but the bottom looks more like a shredded organza or chul or something like that. It, but it gives a very furry vibe. And this, this material was used throughout the runway to add uh, fur to summer. And it wasn't fur fur, it wasn't, obviously it wasn't faux fur and it wasn't real fur, but it was a fur-like material, a texture, um, but brought it into summer because it was cooler and it wasn't hot. Um, and I love that. I really, really love that. Um, so we see a lot of silks and cotton blends and jackets and pants and bodysuits um, and they're being pleated dresses and stuff. Givenchy was really interesting at the time. You've got silk suits and dresses and leather detailing pops up every now and again in the Givenchy runway. Um, and you get lace bodices and um, they're really nice. These lace like corset bodices, really love those tops. And they're under um, silk skirts and stuff like that. But, and they've, they're all these skirts are really well done because um, I don't mean to be jumping head into silhouettes or anything, but Givenchy was really excellent in making these beautiful bouts and placing them perfectly. So a dress that would, a skirt that would go to the knee or a dress that would go to the knee didn't look odd anymore. It looked classy and it looked sexy still, which I love. Um, you do, do get a lot of wool and cotton blends coming up as comfort wear, um, off the shoulder tops and strapless midi dresses. Um, you do in the Givenchy as well, get some like crazy, crazy dresses that kind of give me storyteller vibes, you know? Anyway, then we move on to a bit of Valentino and Valentino really loved a wool poncho, um, and using thick wools. Um, and caftans and, and caftan style tops and wrap tops. Um, you get really simple cotton bland, uh, and bland trousers and um, silk shirts, really simple stuff. Valentino, when I was looking at this collection, was what to me would have been like the epitome of straight chic or business wear for women. They loved the trousers. You get these um, massive silk matrix jackets on the same material pants that are in, you know, wide leg pants that could almost be a collotte or something like that. You get embroidered and enhanced silks and shirts in gold and belts and stuff like that. So it's really um, playing on the finer things, the really simple but beautiful pieces. Um, you get these silk dresses um, that have a layer of tulle or a gunza just over the top so they gives a silhouette to the shape um, of the silk lining but just creates a depth and a chicness to a simple simple white dress. Um, what I also assume to be polyester or sheer dress with silk linings that gives structure, but also a great depth. So that's what I think Valentina was really good at. Um, you also get really bright reds and you get these um, horizontal stripes. Now, we all know horizontal stripe can really, you know, make you look quite wide. It's an illusional thing. Um, but these horizontal stripes came through in a lot of pieces for Valentino of 2001. 
but they came in a way that they, the stripes gradiated into another colour. So you might have a white top with red stripes, and these red stripes would get thicker and more consistent until they became a red bottom of a dress or something like that, um, which is kind of fun, and I liked that. I think that's a really good way to use a horizontal stripe. I'm not one for a striped anything. I have a ghastly Beetlejuice kind of black and white striped shirt, and I don't even know why I bought it. I think I bought it from Zara, and I just hate it. I bloody hate it. I've worn it like twice, and every time I've worn it out, I just feel awful. So I'm never one for a stripe. And I think patterns nowadays aren't in that much anyway, so kind of be careful. But this was really chic wear for Valentino, so they really made stripes chic. Um, you do get, a, again, a cheeky, like a nipple, um, nipple wear sheer tops with Valentino, which I love. Um, you get chunky wool pinstripes as well that pop up in kind of the winter wear. Um, and fur detailing really starts to become apparent in the winter wear as well. Um, the winter wear for Valentina was really, really sexy, chic, black. It was everything I love, you know, black woolen turtlenecks and then these big, massive, thick wool coats in checkered and stuff like that. And you've got really scratchy wools and fur detailing coming up in different pieces and you get... Um, like I said, uh, uh, like I've kind of written down in my notes, is Elizabeth Taylor kind of throwovers and shawls and fur. Um, you do get silks and shimmer shears coming through um, in tops and pants, and you get this whole dress um, in shimmer sheer with a silk lining underneath to create two silhouettes. Um, and they were just beautiful in black, and they just were stunning. And Valentina was really good at making these beautiful gowns and pieces that were just made from beautiful models. A lot of that... Um, winter wear for Valentino as well came to me in kind of German hunting wear and you get this sporin and stuff like that which I do talk about on my Instagram and I will talk about it a little bit later when I talk about silhouettes um but this like hunting wear and thick wools and big big chunky plaids and stuff like that um yeah German-esque hunting is what I wrote down um and that comes as well where you get it's, it's quite bizarre that runway kind of runs through from white shirts and black pants down to these big woolen pieces that go into German wear and then it just trickles into this beautiful beautiful black and white gowns and a, a bit of pink in there with feathering and for a red carpet it was the most extravagant runway but I loved looking at it and that if you've got a spare minute and you want to or you like looking at runways the Valentino 2001 winter wear just just beautiful and I love it and I if I could I'd wear every single piece from that runway so when we talk about shoes, um, I made a really funny comment about Christian Dior's runway, which was hip-hop in heels, and it was. It was all this grunge and patchwork and um, spastic baroque, but in heels. Everyone was wearing heels. There wasn't a shoe in sight, whereas today you'd definitely see the sneakers, and sneakers would be coming through with the Givenchy gowns. But for this time, there was nothing about this the expensive sneaker so it was still hip-hop and heels and I love that and I think it's really humorous and fun and sexy it's a really sexy way to dress up this grunge and that's something we can kind of take into today I think um because I think a lot of people are all about getting you know the sneaker look with a dress or something like that um, or sneakers with grunge but if they want to wear grunge in a little bit more of a classier way or to a classier event you can, in fact, wear a heel with it. Um, it's been done and it did kind of work. So don't be afraid of wearing, you know, a heel with a big baggy cargo pant. I love that look. And I think as well, if you've got to have a chunky outfit that is kind of grungy, to have a sleek heel, it sexifies it. I love that. 
you do get a lot of um, double buckle shoes um, and checkered loafers that come in and slip in from Comme des Garçons, of course. She loves a good loafer and she loves a good buckle. You do as well get from Christian Dior um, some leg warmers and that's not a vibe. So don't bring them back. Let's please not do that. Um, but we do get these loafers from Comme des Garçons and they remind me a lot of like kind of, I think um, if a Kabukubo was to recreate or do um, a homage from Comme des Garçons, she could easily do some Doc Martens and pay tribute to Doc Martin as well. Um, and these bowler shoes to me, kind of um, bowler shoes being white and black shoes, really remind me of Y Project from last year. What Y Project made those glorious black and white boots um, for men, and I loved them. I loved them all in black. I think a black and white boot or shoe in general is quite hard to pair with an outfit. But of course, Comme des Garçons, that collection was all checkered, so of course you'd have a black and white shoe. You'd be stupid not to. Um, and what you find with Comme des Garçons is you got the patterns of the outfits continued into the shoe, which was very opposite for 2000 Comme des Garçons, where the shoes were to be um, contrast to the outfit. The, in this one way, Comme des Garçons was putting the camo in a dress and the camo on a shoe and the, you know, check it on the top and the check it on the shoe. She followed through, it completed the outfit, it continued it on, which was exciting, I think. Um, you do get these really fantastic, huge leather boots um, from um, Dolce Gabbana. Um, they're so sexy, you know, above the knee, really tight, glossy leather in a really stable heel. Um, stiletto heel, but stable. It wasn't a huge, you know, 8-inch heel. It was probably a 3 or 4, but it looked divine um, and really classy. Pointed toes. Pointed toes are really all the rage, and I think pointed toes are timeless. So if you can ever get your hands on, you know, a nice um, pointed toe Chanel boot or something like that, do it. Be divine. Um... Yeah, you get a lot of just classic pointed stilettos as well from Dolce Gabbana. Um, and if they wanted to elongate that with a legging or so. Um, and that was a lot of things. I feel like boots weren't coming up too often um, in the runways. Um, you do get occasional boots in, I think, Dolce Gabbana. Um, in fact, no, not Dolce Gabbana. In Valentino. Um, but I will talk about those anyway. Um, how did I get Dolce Gabbana and Valentino mixed up? That's so embarrassing. Anyway, you all heard it live. Um, we also get, um, occasionally, ugh, um, a sandal, sandals are, <laughs> sandals are really hard, I think, because of course men and women want to be wearing sandals because they're comfort wear and making comfort wear stylish has been, I think something that's kind of come around in the modern day in the sneaker, um, or the trainer, but you get, um, in Valentino, sandals with men's suits and I just think that's ghastly like a gladiator sandal with a Valentino suit and these suits were like and I posted a picture actually of the men's suit you don't I don't know if you can see the shoe but it's this beautiful silk suit and then sandals what a disappointment anyway I don't think that's a look so I wouldn't ever rock that I mean I, I struggle with an espadrille on a suit so don't bother um even a flat loafer with a suit can be risky if you're gonna wear a, a suit you wear a nice leather shoe um anyway that's just me. Um, yeah, you do get occasionally um, sandal-like heels um, in um, Dolce Gabbana with a lot of rose motifs. And I think uh, I think the rose motif um, was really popular at this time because I think if we think of pop culture and what was going on at the time, it's really easy to... Sorry, I just like seriously hicked up and... Hicked up? Hiccuped? Hick... What is the... Anyway, how would you say hick up? Anyway, whatever. I just hiccuped, hic, 
<laughs> I can't finish my sentence. Anyway, I thought I died. That's all you needed to know. Um, anyway, these rose motifs kept coming up. And I think it's really easy to see rose motifs in this time because as soon as I think punk rock, I think women and men with those huge, ghastly red rose tattoos. And I hate a red rose tattoo. Um, but anyway, they were a massive part of that time. And, you know, that's really punk rock. A tattoo was punk rock and a rose tattoo was just classic. So they, of course, came up on shoes and stuff like that. So Dolce Gabbana did pop some of those in like a sandal and a sandal heel and that kind of stuff. And I liked that. And I think it was a nice touch to it and a nice homage to the red rose without having to overtly put it in our face or on a big dress or something like that, because that did happen too. Um, anyway, we do get a lot of um, um, pointed boots, um, like Versace from 2019 from Comme des Garçons in 2001, um, which I do like, and I do kind of vibe with that, and I do think Versace makes some fantastic shoes, and I love that. Um, we do get a lot of flat shoes, um, with, um, long, uh, it's like worn today, um, it's, it's very much Comme des Garçons, um, but it's, these flat shoes are, to me, I know this was just a bit of a mess, my thought train, was a bit of a mess just then. But to me, the flat shoe from Comedé Gosson really was the um, embodiment of what our sneaker is today. And although Comedé Gosson wasn't as impactful on the whole of Vogue and the whole of the fashion world at that time, I mean, very influential. Coa Cooper was always influential, but people weren't wearing flats all the time. Um, that Those loafers and those flat shoes from Comedé Gosson were the sneaker of our time. Um, you do get a lot of lacing and broguing as well from Shoes and Comme des Garçons, but that's besides the point. Um, now, let me just find more of my information because I'm just a little bit lost. Um, I don't want to jump into silhouettes too soon because I know that there's more to talk about with these shoes. Okay, here we go. Um, yeah, so what we did see, and I did post the picture, um, and that's with the um, Givenchy outfit. And I don't think you can see it in that picture, um, but what Alexander McQueen had done is made it made a really simple um, pointed heel, um, but he'd made it in multiple colours. So in that outfit where you can see that woman wearing that checkered suit and the fedora, <coughs> the fedora, anyway, it's there. Um, she's wearing shoes that match the color scheme um so those same shoes those pointed shoes came in black and white and just simple black and black and green and red and pink and all those colors which i think is really exciting and i love that i love when a designer just goes no i want one shoe and i want that shoe to fit everything and i think if i was to do a collection definitely one of my collections would be a one shoe collection i just love that i think if you can make a perfect shoe for every outfit it's great and it's an essential i think a lot of people when they're putting together an outfit Occasionally we'll go, God, I just wish I, sh wish I had a shoe that, you know, had a blue and red or something like that in it. And it's so hard to find. And yet, here we are. Alexander McQueen is doing it for Givenchy and I love it. Um, you also get um, these simple sandals from Givenchy with a vinyl strap over the toe. So it's just one strap when you look at it from up front. Um, but when you wear it, you do obviously know that there's a vinyl strap over the toe. But it's really interesting to look at because it does, you always look at it and you go, oh my God, how's that woman's foot staying in that shoe? But it's that vinyl strap over the toe you just can't see. And then the obvious leather strap around the ankle. Um, and I do like those shoes. I think they're really nice. And Givenchy liked having the shoes kind of blend in with the outfit and fade away which I enjoyed as well. I think if you look at that Givenchy, that dress again, um, you don't even notice, 
I don't know if you can see it, but you don't even notice the shoe. It's just so subtle, but it's there. It's a beautiful way to wear a shoe, I think, to let it just fade into the background and just complete the outfit rather than being like, oh, there's the shoe. That's obviously the shoe because no one likes looking at a foot unless you have a foot fetish, but that's on you, girl. Um, oh, like I was saying, there's not a single boot out of the McQueen runway um, for Givenchy, um, not one for winter or summer. Um, but what he did do is if he wanted that long line from a shoe, he just put on a sock or a legging or that kind of thing. Um, which was really interesting. And I think a lot of people were doing it at the time. And you've got Alessandro Michelle at the moment doing that with those chunky, chunky heels with the strappy, chunky heels and then putting on um, a, a, a sock. And I did talk to my friends the other day about what they thought of socks with heels. And a lot of people still like it. So it's interesting. Um, and I think that's definitely something we can play with. So if you ever have like, oh, I love this stiletto, but I wish I could wear this with this outfit, but I feel like it needs a boot, put a sock on. It might work. And put a sock on in a, in a contrasting color or a complementary color um, is a really interesting way to go about it. Um, you do get as well, um, the, like I said, the sandals with Valentino, which I just don't enjoy at, o, at all at O. Um, open-toed and occasionally shallow heel boots pop up um, from summer Valentino. Um, what I mean by that is they were open-toed, so you obviously can see the toe, um, and the heels weren't too big, but the boots, it was still a boot, um, and they did pop up occasionally in Valentino, so they, they were about... Um, they went up to the knee um, and they were very relaxed boots and they did have a pattern on them, um, but they were just quite bizarre. I don't know. I, I think they kind of just popped up and it was like one boot that I saw from this collection that really like stood out to me. A lot of them, there weren't many. Um, it was just a weird element to that. And I just thought that boot probably shouldn't have been on the runway. Um, you do get um, scrappy buckles and heels on the classic gold and silk um, and, uh, and pinks on Valentino heels as well. So big buckles. Um, but I love that, and I think that's really exciting and fun. Um, and you do a lot of strappy shoes as well with Valentino, um, but there's nothing wrong with that. And, of course, Valentino's nightwear was all about the pointed heel and stiletto, and that's all it was. That's all there was on that runway. Um, so I think a lot of people that year would have been just buying pointed heels, and a lot of smaller brand streetwears would have been just making pointed heels because that was all the rage. Um, across brands, a lot of people were doing that. Um, other than that, I feel like that kind of sums up a lot of the shoe wear from 2001, I think. Yeah. So now I can talk about my favourite thing, um, the silhouettes of 2001. I think the main reason I love talking about the silhouettes is because it just gives me a little bit, like, because obviously with materials, I want you guys to know what people were wearing on them and then what shoes they were wearing when I talk about shoes. But silhouettes just gives me a little bit more space to be like, oh, listen to this let me describe this beautiful thing to you i could do it as an asmr channel channel but i feel like that would be a bit creepy anyway so where should i start i feel like i'm going to start with my normal things my christian dior's and my dolce gabbana's and comedy Gasson, and then i'll i'll get through that quickly and then i'll just rant about Givenchy and um valentino because there's a lot i can say about them because i just really loved those runways from that year um just so me, so my style. Um, so again, from the from um, Christian Door, we do get that asymmetrical bag that I talk about, and you do get a picture of in there too. Um, that asymmetrical mini skirt. So if I ever talk about like an asymmetrical mini skirt, that's kind of what I'm talking about. It's in that picture there, um, where the lining. It's like it's like almost as if it was a wrap dress, but the wrap was a zip, and the zip just falls down. So the it slants. It's a bizarre. And that dress there is actually made in like a flannel wool. Anyway. Um, we do get a lot of this um, 
sash vibe coming through from Christian Dior. Um, and this fashion, this sash vibe, I think, was um, very much inspired or similar to Comde Garçon as well, um, where Comde Garçon was doing that with lace and lace was coming across the body. And this vibe was very much that the, the clothing of this time was really falling onto the body and falling, you know, angle and slanting on us and really draping us. It was this draping, you know, renaissance vibe and just falling onto us and the fabrics are falling onto us and sliding off of us and that was this slanted vibe and that was pushed further um because obviously we had some fur doing that and some lace doing that from Comme des Garçons but you actually got in Christian Dior for the 2001 runway models coming down the runway with an actual sash that said Miss Dior on it um which I love I would love to just have one and wear it around the house um, but yeah, this sash line was actually something very um, prominent of that time and you'll find zips that slant and stuff like that. And that's also where you'd kind of get those classic Alexander McQueen leather jackets um, with the big slashes of zip on the side. Um, but that was a big thing at the time. So if you're ever uh, looking around at a vintage store and you see something vintage and it's got a slash in it, you can go, oh, it's probably 2001. Um, the fall collection for Christian Dior um, was just as chunky and chopped as the summer. Um, with bits of materials lying everywhere. And it's a wonder how they made it work because it is so messy. To get chunky and clashy right, it's, it would be hard work. Um, and I think um, John Galliano, his mind must be just so unique and so wonderful to be able to make something so messy kind of work. Um, I, I personally don't love that time. I don't know if many people do, um, but it was revolutionary in the thought that there's no way you could deny that John Galliano was talented because as much as you saw so much coming at you down the runway, you also just kind of enjoyed it and you didn't have to look at it and go, oh, that doesn't work or, oh, that's odd. You kind of just could go, yeah, that works, but why? Why does that work? What has he done? How has he done it? Um, and I love that. I really do. Um, I also said there were some oversized jumpers um, from Christian Dior. And I mean, big oversized that really reminded me of Acne today. Um, Acne is like really well known for those big, chunky, big tube neck um, jumpers. And that really came through from Christian Dior at that time. Um, you also get a series of draped streetwear where the outfits um, must be baggy to convey a kind of relaxed feel. Um, in novel jumpsuits and graffiti art. You do get a lot of this streetwear having to be graffiti and having to be baggy and relaxed because that must be streetwear, um, which was really funny because as part from those big woolen jumpers and the scratchy material and the big pants, they were all still wearing heels. Um, and I don't know if it's because there was nothing like a sneaker that you could put on to go, oh yeah, punk rock, or if John Galliano just thought, God, let's put a heel on him. Why not? And it worked. It did. And it, it was crazy and absurdist and abstract, but it worked. And I loved it. Um, of course, you do get lots of flower motifs coming through in different ways um, and strappy, uh, scrappy and strappy belts coming through. So a lot of like um, kind of boho belts, um, which again, didn't really fit the aesthetic, but it did come up. Um, but again, what was the aesthetic? How would you label that aesthetic? Um, from the Comme des Garçons, we do see um, shoulder pads and chubby kind of outfits that um, sit in a jacket. So thicker materials and um, big woolen ja um, jacket tops with massive coats over it. It was um, very chunky, chunky um, for both winter and summer, I think. Um, 
but you do get shoulder pads pop up. But they're not huge shoulder pads, but they're there. Um, you know, it's interesting because I think shoulder pads were still, you know, at that point, um, kind of the rage in in office wear. Um, but Comdegosan was so streetwear and streetwise that having, you know, that vibe was like quite chic for, I think, Comdegosan. You do get um, three-quarter pants and um, similar-length dresses paired with um, low shoes and socks from Comme des which is a classic, I think we all know. You know, the small shoe and a sock, and then you've got that almost three-quarter skirt or the almost three-quarter pant. A three-quarter pant should not come back, and I'm not big on three-quarter skirt either, um, but it did come up, and it is something we have to remember it was in the past. So I would stick to knee-length, above the knee, or full-length, just above the ankle kind of thing. But three-quarter just isn't really. Is not in. Don't bring it back, please. Anyway, um, you do get a lot of straight silhouettes from Come Degas on, which is a classic again. Really baggy tops with um, baggy pants and then slim tops with slim pants. Um, but then you'd always get with a slim top, slim pants, finished with a long line blazer or jacket to keep the theme. Because um, obviously, Kawakubo, as much as she was all about, you know, empowering the woman doesn't mean that empowered woman did have to wear baggy, crunchy clothes. She could wear slick. She could wear straight. Um, and she did. But Kamdegosan never let it go. Kawakubo was like, if she was going to wear that, she's still going to wear a big curtain jacket. So she'd throw them on a big jacket and it always looked great. Um, and I think, of course, if I want to talk about silhouettes, we have to look at that picture I posted on Kamdegosan with that vinyl jacket. A vinyl jacket is so interesting. Um, a see-through jacket or a shiny jacket is so interesting on a piece because it creates two silhouettes. Um, you see the what the person's wearing underneath and in that photo you see this beautiful black midi dress and it's got texture and it's got pattern it's silk and then the camo and then the polka dots which to me it almost looks like a folded up hem because you can see that polka dot being throughout the whole dress and mind you Kawakubo loved an amazing interior to a dress um, so it's really interesting if you ever get to go to an exhibit or something like that and look at um, Kamdegosan you'll see inside the dresses are just as beautiful as outside um, but anyway she had these big hems with the camo stretching across it but that dress on its own is very simple and chic um, and then she's put this vinyl, like a monstrous jacket on top of it. And it's just gone, okay, so you kind of see the dress and you see the jacket and it's two kind of pairing together and it's two silhouettes and you see that massive mafia collar. Anyway, love it. Um, she was really interesting like that. And I do like um, how she works and how her brain works. Um, also, Kawakubo loved the small tops and bralette corsets that make out for bigger long line skirts and dresses. She liked having that cropped top and then the big dress. So it would have, you know, a very much a boob hugging skirt or a boob hugging dress, sorry, um, that the belt or the cinching ended right below the breast line and then the dress continued or the crop top and long pants. She liked having that chopped look, um, which does work. And I think some people today still kind of dig that. And I think... Even festival wear today, girls love, you know, a small boob tube from filler and then a big baggy trackie or something like that for, a, you know, a festival. Um, so that's very much come to Girls Uninspired. Um, you do get a lot of um, blazers that extend to the knees um, from Come to Girls Um And then we go into Dolce Gabbana, which is quite different. And you get this really, and I think bikini silhouettes were a lot of the rage at the time too, but you get these bikini silhouettes um, from short shorts um, like short, short, short shorts, and then boob tubes. Um, and you get then all of a sudden this random power suit pops up in pink, which is that one that I posted, which like is so opposite to what the rest of the runway was, but it is beautiful. And I feel like um, Dolce Gabbana, they would have just designed it and gone, it doesn't really fit, but it's kind of grunge in the way that it doesn't fit. So throw it in there anyway, and we'll put a bralette on it and it worked. Um, but if you look at that picture I posted, it's obviously you can see that it's a jumpsuit and the belt's in between, but it was that kind of vibe with the big pants and the small top. 
Um, but bikini wear was all the rage. Um, and yeah, so I said like perfectly um, fit the hips and were thin and sleek on the legs, but then were quite small on the tops. Um, you do also get these kind of Jackie Kennedy style mini dresses. Um, and they were jazzed up with huge feathered jackets in, um, and lady motifs were on these dresses. So there's a really simple, um, beautiful Jackie kind of Kennedy dresses. Um, but then this one of them had this electronic woman in like this blue shiny shimmer um, silk dress and this electronic woman was like bizarre and abstract and to me that just screamed Dior and Dior from last year when they had that you know metallic tops and stuff like that and I just thought wow that is so similar um, and I love that and it was a great dress and I think today people would love to have that so if you do have if you know what I'm talking about and do have it god you're lucky um, you do get a lot of heaps of big patterns um, and in tight-fitting elastic skirts as well as so that's like a leopard print elastic skirt um, as well as big flowing leopard prints as well in um, geometric shapes and bold colors and um, these patterns were really quite abstract and then you get these really natural patterns like leopard and they could come in either a really pencil skirt or like a quite a flowy skirt with a chiffon or something like that um, which is really kind of double silhouettes and looked really interesting um, then you also get um, these that Donatella styled um, mini dress that I talked about with the sequins, um, which blended into the background on the runway, which is that gold, um, I don't even know what you'd call that, like gold curtain kind of thing. Anyway, um, but that was to me very much um, Versace and I loved it. Um, you do get kind of um, wrap dresses with bows and cinching of chul and organza from Dolce Gabbana as well. Um, and we get a mix of um, tame hourglass figures as well as um, low-waisted belts um, on them. So, so you'd get these really beautiful uh, outfits, um, you know, of like a kind of pink corset and a leopard print pencil skirt. So really figure-hugging, and you saw the hourglass figure. Or you'd get these dresses with the low-waisted belt that the belt could almost be from Essential Antwerp, again, like really chunky, and then a big top sort of elongated the top of the woman, of the torso of the woman, um, and was like flowy and... It was just, uh, I, I don't like that look. I think belts shouldn't be sitting on the hips and so the torso shouldn't be looking long. It just would look odd. Obviously, there's some people who could pull it off and it doesn't mean it should be pulled off. Um, yeah, you do get um, shoulder, like um, textured shoulders, big puffy shoulders in denim jackets. And then also you've got this one where it's a denim top at the torso and then it's cotton and the same shape on the arms. Um, and I think it was kind of like... Um, it was kind of like trying to make a chic, chic streetwear. I don't know the vibe they were trying to go for. Um, to me, it felt like denim was like the punk rock, but they wanted to make it kind of classy and chic. So they were like, well, we're going to make this denim fluffy and fun and sexy. Um, kind of worked, kind of didn't. I don't know. I wouldn't buy that today. And I don't think big shoulders are kind of in today. Um, you do get a lot of big jumpsuits from Dolce Gabbana as well. Um, but anyway, and you do get caracut pants and then really tight leggings of Dolce Gabbana and tight leggings on the pants were not too big. Um, and I mean, today people still wear leggings as if it's an essential an outfit and it's not. I can barely, barely stand when I see women walking around in a legging. A legging is an undergarment, you know? I just don't think you should be wearing that out all the time. And it never looks good. Like, you don't wear a legging with a nice top. It doesn't make sense. Anyway... Dolce Gabbana really brought that about. Anyway, I'm at Givenchy now, and um, which is exciting because there's a lot to say about Givenchy. You do get um, 
with Givenchy suit jackets in square kind of silhouette shapes and tailoring with flowing silky pants that really reminds me of something from Acris today. Um, if you look at Acris, their suits are really square and then beautiful pants and I love it and I just think, I think that Givenchy runway was to die for and I could honestly cry. Um, we do get kind of this um, West Side Story kind of dresses that silhouettes that aren't aren't Latino but have that kind of um, vibe at the top because it's got the sweetheart neckline so it kind of reminds one of like a Latino style dress but then it goes out into a kind of housewife in an apron kind of dress at the bottom um, it's a lot to think about but I think if you just try and picture a fluffy dress um, comes out from the hips and then the top's a little bit more Latina in style that was a lot of Givenchy and they were beautiful, beautiful dresses. Um, really stunning. Not in today. I don't think Big Puffy's in today. But um, definitely was a standout to me. Um, you do go as well with Shimonji. There's fantastic corsets and tops um, sitting perfectly on, on the models. And then dresses that just sit perfectly on the waist. It's an extend and um, don't break apart the outfit. Um, but extend the outfit. And those corset tops are so stunning. And they still come up today. I think a lot of girls love a good corset top or a corset bralette or something like that. Um, and I think that's probably been translated into like the harness tops and stuff a lot of girls wear today. Um, even guys, I think, too. Um, but that was the original. That was the OG harness. Um, you do get a lot of polyester and silk dresses that you can see through that um, accentuate the woman's figure. And I think that's what Alexander McQueen was really skilled at. He didn't have to do the Prada where they were almost half naked on stage. Um, he had them in beautiful silk dresses that were well fitted to the figure. And then they had this, um, you know, polyester blend or chiffon or sheer um, that just followed just slightly over the dress. So when light was behind it, you could see the woman's figure and it looked beautiful, but it wasn't overtly in your face. And I, it's just beautiful, really beautiful um, dressmaking. Um, and that's why Alexander McQueen's so good. Um, you do get these mafia lapels and adorable suits and skirts outfits that kind of remind me of Chanel or Chanel and Boucle. Um, the mafia lapel obviously doesn't, but the shape and silhouette of the small jacket and the mini skirt was very Chanel to me. Um, and I loved it because it was very much Alexander McQueen doing his own thing on Karl Lagerfeld or something like that. Um, of course, unfortunately, Alexander McQueen wanted to make me cry and decided to put in fedoras for um, Givenchy. But I um, just can't handle that. And it makes me really sad. And the more I talk about it, I get really emotional. Anyway, I'm never here for a fedora. And I think if you've got one, throw it out because what are you doing? Anyway. I'd also like to say that I said fedoras pop up, but I spelt it poop up, and that's exactly how I feel. Um, you also get great, great baggy, silky kind of cigarette pants. Um, the pants in Givenchy were stunning. They were really stunning shapes and all sorts of cuts and colours and textures and silks and wool and straight cut and pencil cut and baggy, and I loved it. Um, really, really great. Um, you do get a lot of bags in Givenchy as well, um, like Louis Vuitton kind of bags, they were like boxy bags. Um, I don't know if you guys remember from last year. You'll definitely remember the Louis Vuitton phone cases that look like a suitcase. But they made that they made those in um, bags and stuff like that. And that was really, really almost exactly the same as Givenchy of 2001. Um, really similar. Again, with a pattern, um, but square boxed kind of bags. Um, 
Whereas we go into Valentino and it was bags galore, bags on every, every model, um, which I love. I mean, more than Mario, who doesn't love Valentino bag? Um, and they were stunning bags. So you get a lot of shoulder bags and stuff like that. Um, you get baguette bags and slingshotter bags and you get the, for summer they were very structured and square bags and over the shoulder and stuff like that. But then you go into winter and they had, um, fur bags. I can't remember which designer does them at the moment. Um, and I don't tell me it's an essential line to it. Anyway, um, I don't think it is, but fur bags and I loved them. They're stunning. Um, and they're quite rounded shapes and you get those big tassel bags that are just extravagant and crazy, but you throw it on a black dress and go to a red carpet and it would look stunning. And I, I love it, but I do like how summer was structured and winter was not. It kind of, I feel like that's kind of the meaning of summer and winter. Summer, it can be structured because you can have less on. Whereas winter, you want more on. So it has to be a little bit chunkier and a little bit smoother. Um, so it's really interesting that Valentino did that with the bags too. Uh, and I love that. Um, as we got into winter, we see a lot more fur bags and stuff in Valentino. But we also see a lot more just fur in general. And a lot more plaid and wool. Um, and it's it's stunning. I really do love it. Um, and I think that the way Valentino did some of it was, it was really beautiful, chic business wear, um, and, and chic business wear you could wear to work and then put on a heel and in a new bag and you take it straight out onto the runway. I love it. You get a lot of tapered legs and, um, suits. They're really fresh for the time, but really similar to what we do today. And long line blazers that weren't quite coats, but kind of close to. And that was kind of for men as well. You got these coats that were oversized blazers and they weren't a coat, but they weren't really a jacket. Um, and I love that. I do think that's really good. You do get a lot of ponchos in Valentino. Um, ponchos on top of skirts and ponchos on top of pencil, um, on top of cigarette pants. Um, and they're kind of interesting. Um, it's very unique. And I think it's a very noticeable look when you look at it and go, yeah, that's Valentino. Um, but it was very much summer and it wasn't winter. And I think a poncho is a good thing for summer. If you've got a poncho over a white shirt and a pencil skirt, it kind of works. But these weren't big poncho ponchos. I'm talking single arm ponchos and stuff like that. Um, you do get um, a beautiful dress uh, and dress jackets from Valentino with um, spaghetti, get spaghetti strap dresses, cowl neck dresses. Um, and they came up in classy patterns and strong, vibrant colours. And I just think that Valentino was the queen um, of workwear in amazing street-cut trousers blending with more extravagant tops and a slim-fit carrot-cut pants thrown on with a, a tighter fit or sheer shirt. I loved it. Um, what I called it was um, Bahama Rama, um, which was this... In summer, you get this kind of grungy boho dresses right at the end of the collection that were really long line and tulle and, and um, you know, very sheer materials. Um, but you've got these embroidered in, um, belts and that were very boho-esque. And, um, and they kind of... It kind of grunged up a chic dress. And I liked it. And I thought, yeah, that kind of is what you can make summer. You know, kind of grungy, but a chic grunge is a, you know, a comfy summer. You wear that to Bahamas, um, hence the Bahamarama. Um, and I, <laughs> I wrote down winter wear was my wet dream. And it was, you get these huge, chunky, chunky jackets, um, in plaid, with, um, um, over the top of a black turtleneck and a black leather skirt with black leggings and black stilettos, like black, 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 black. And then this massive jacket and a beautiful bag. Oh, it's everything I want a woman to wear. Um, and everything I want to wear. I just love it. Um, 
um, we also get these kind of Alexander McQueen vibes. And this is what I was talking about in that last photo on my Instagram. In that photo, you can see um, at the top left corner, the Sporan um, on this year's collection of Alexander McQueen on that beautiful jacket. And that jacket is made in like a gradient sheer to cotton. You just can't see where it blends. I love it. Um, but there's a Sporan there um, in a kind of harness belt. However, if you look at Valentina, which is on the top right, there's an obvious Sporan on top of that woman's, she's wearing that beautiful leather top. And I love that leather top with that fur gilet over the top as well. Um, and then you've got the Sporan over these really nice straight cut pants. Um, and that really, really reminded me of some of what Sarah Burton does with Alexander McQueen. So that's really interesting. You also get, which was the bottom left corner, is um, the Versace bag from two years ago, I think it was, which is the Versace white tote. And that to me just looks exactly the same as that Valentino white tote from 2001. Um, mind you, that suit that that woman's wearing with that white tote is stunning and very, very similar to the silhouettes we see today with those really well-shaped pants. I think if it was more a slim fit pant, it would obviously be um, something you'd see on um, a lot of girls today, maybe even girls just going to red carpet events that were wearing a black suit or a pink suit. You see that those tops, those wraparound tops with the frills at the bottom, so it gives you a really high waist and long legs. Um, you see them a lot and I love that Valentino kind of brought that up there and I love those chunky pinstripes. It really pops it. Um, anyway... So what you do see in Valentino as well is this kind of German hunting wear um, and that comes in big chunky chunky um, plaid and I love that and it looks so beautiful with fur detailings and parachute pants and embroidered silk tops. Love it. And then that just trickles down into this, trickles down into this beautiful, these beautiful big gowns that Valentino decided to throw into winter. And there was this beautiful black gown. I, I would have put it up there but I just had more to show you. Um, and it was just a beautiful black gown and it had a really low decolletage and a bit of an open back. I think it would have had an open back anyway. Um, and it was just frills and huge frills coming down in big, great Vs. And it just made this dress just flow beautifully. Um, really, really delicate but stunning. Um, and you do get this beautiful dress that was shearing, shimmery kind of sheer with a silk slip underneath it. Um, big white dresses and low, they had, they had this low-waisted silk white dress. It was simple, simple white silk. Um, nothing crazy about the dress, uh, a skirt, sorry, but it was low-waisted and then she had a beautiful white top on top as well. Um, yeah, that Elizabeth Taylor kind of vibes in the way the fur came out. Um, and I just think it, it, you get, you do get some extravagant um, camp feathers coming well in, in a, pink, a pink dress. Um, and there's um, heaps of power suits popping up. And Valentino loved a good suit on a woman, so really worked out well. Um, and yeah, there's really interesting silhouettes where it's a little bit Latino at the top, um, again, um, but gave it a big flare at the bottom. So he didn't have to do a lot of work to give the woman um, a lovely slim um, torso, but also a really chunky, fun flowing bottom. And I loved that. Um, I, I just think that Valentino and Givenchy at this time were just making really, really extravagant, beautiful chic wear. Um, and so much of that is what we still wear today. And so much of that is oh, something I want to see all the time. And I'm going to post all these pictures on my Instagram or something or just put them on my wall so I can wake up every morning and look at something beautiful from Givenchy. Oh, it was a stunning time. Yeah, so I think that's all for today, guys. Um, I think I got through 2001 pretty well. I'm pretty happy. I think I did ramble a bit about Givenchy and Valentino. Next time I'll make sure I just choose one person to talk a bit more about, but I just like couldn't help it. They just were both really, really stunning. 
Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed tuning in today and hearing about it. And I hope you did follow on a bit with the, my Instagram page, which is wherever with tan underscore between each word. Um, I would love to hear from you guys a bit more. So if you have any questions or um, anything you'd like to say or anything you'd like me to talk about, um, let me know. Message me or um, comment on my Insta post. Um, other than that, thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, thank you for sharing this time with me. Um, I love talking with you guys. Um, and uh, have a lovely night. Get home safe. Tell your family you love them. Everything like that. Um, love you all. Good night.